Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. In 1982, an 11-year-old girl was abducted in broad daylight from this softball field in Marshallville, Ohio. When her badly decomposed body was found one week later, investigators hoped that the orange triangular-shaped fibers found at the scene would lead them to the killer. Marshallville, Ohio, is a small agricultural community with a population of just under 750. It's the kind of place where everybody knows everybody else, where people care about each other. Krista Lee Harrison was a carefree 11-year-old girl growing up in a place most residents thought was exempt from big city crime. Krista Harrison was always around the town when we were at the ballpark playing softball her brother and I on the on the local softball team Krista was always near the home plate area there when we were coming in and off the field uh, always joking around with us on July 17 1982 Krista and a friend a boy who lived nearby were collecting aluminum cans at the softball field which was directly across the street from Krista's home when the boy went to get a drink a van drove up and stopped next to Krista. The boy told authorities the man forced Krista into his van and took off. I had been on the force for 10 years at the time this happened, and I can't even tell you the last time we experienced anything abduction like this of a young child. So it was uh, very emotional for all of us. Within hours, Police set up roadblocks and issued an all-points bulletin for the van, which was described as dark red or brown with bubble-shaped rear side windows. Krista's friend described the abductor as a white male aged 25 to 35 with dark curly hair and a mustache. Volunteers searched the entire area immediately following the abduction on the ground, in the air and also in the local waterways, all without success. Six days later, in a deserted field just outside of town, hunters found the badly decomposed remains of a young girl. The body was partially wrapped in a clear plastic bag. Near the body, investigators found a pair of men's blue jeans, a plaid shirt, and a pair of black leather gloves. A few miles away, searchers found a clump of human hair, a beach towel, 
and the cardboard box covered with blood. Forensic tests confirmed that the body was that of Krista Harrison. The autopsy revealed Krista had died of strangulation. She had also been sexually assaulted. In Krista's hair, clothing, and on the beach towel found near the body, forensic scientists noticed some unusual orange fibers. I saw several fibers that really stood out. They were an ugly orange fiber. Forensic scientist Jeffrey Lynn had seen these same orange fibers before, just eight months earlier. Similar fibers were found on the body of 12-year-old Tina Harmon, who had been raped and murdered in a nearby town. It was amazing to me that I saw the same fibers on Krista Harrison that I had seen on Tina Harmon's. Tina Harmon's were so unusual, and there were so many of them. We really thought they were important, or I really thought those were important at that time. But when I saw them on Krista Harrison, then I knew we had something very important. But there was a problem. The man convicted of Harmon's murder, Herman Ray Rucker, was in police custody at the time of Krista Harrison's murder. Rucker was serving a life sentence for that crime. The evidence against Rucker had been largely circumstantial, since investigators had not been able to link Rucker to the distinctive orange fibers. Investigators now wondered whether the wrong man had been convicted of Tina Harmon's murder. If so, a serial murderer was on the loose in the farmlands of Ohio. When Krista Harrison's body was discovered in a field 30 miles from her home in Marshallville, Ohio, investigators had only two clues to the perpetrator's identity. First, a witness said the abductor was driving a brown van with bubble-shaped side rear windows. Second, there were a number of unusual orange fibers in Krista Harrison's hair and on the beach towel found near her body. In the forensics lab, Scientists discovered that the fibers were man-made, specifically polyester. Under the microscope, the fibers were triangular in shape, or trilobal. The fact that it was polyester and trilobal indicated to me, even back before we had a suspect, that it was likely a carpet fiber. Forensic scientist Jeffrey Lynn was concerned since he found the same orange fibers on another victim, 12-year-old Tina Harmon, who was raped and murdered eight months earlier. The migrant farm worker, Herman Ray Rucker, had already been convicted of Tina Harmon's murder and was serving a life sentence in prison. They were too unusual to be seen on the bodies of two girls, both abducted, both sexually assaulted, both murdered in Wayne County. Investigators realized that the possibility of Krista Harrison and Tina Harmon both coming into contact with orange trilobal carpet fibers at the hands of two different killers was extremely unlikely. Now people were very nervous because we had, in the minds of the community, two girls taken from our village streets, and it appeared to be the same person. Investigators turned their attention to the clear plastic bag found wrapped around Krista Harrison's ankles. 
It was unusual because of its thickness and the unique way the bag had been folded in the manufacturing process. FBI Special Agent Bill Callis needed to find the origin of that plastic bag. He traced it to a manufacturer in Pioneer, Ohio. The bag found with Krista Harrison was the same thickness, size, and shape and had the same fold patterns as those manufactured for a line of black leather custom seats for use in vans. The seats were sold exclusively through a specialty mail-order catalog for Sears Roebuck and Company. The cardboard box used to transport Krista Harrison's body was unusual since it was L-shaped and was positively identified as the shipping container for these same black leather van seats. The next step was to search Sears records to identify all Ohio residents who had purchased these black leather seats in the months preceding Krista's abduction. The next order of business was, of course, to go to those people and interview them to determine whether or not they might be a potential suspect in our case. There were only 23 people in northern Ohio who ordered these leather van seats, but none owned a red, maroon, or brown van with teardrop-shaped bubble windows on the back side panel that were clearly described by the witness. The killer with the orange carpet was still on the loose. Weeks passed, then months. Then the one-year anniversary of Krista's murder, still with no arrest. To the disappointment of investigators working the case, it appeared that the trail of the bright orange fibers had turned cold. People became very aware of the safety of their children. They locked the doors at night. The kids weren't out of eyesight of a trusted neighbor, the parents, etc. Investigators wondered whether Krista Harrison's killer would strike again, and if so, where? Krista Harrison's killer left behind a trail of physical evidence. Investigators knew he ordered black leather van seats from a Sears mail order catalog because the plastic covering and carton from that purchase were found with Krista Harrison's body. They also knew that the killer had orange trilobal-shaped carpet in his van or home. All they needed now was a suspect. The fibers were something that were left behind by the criminal but we didn't have the second part of the equation. We needed to match those fibers with fibers in the possession of a suspect or a criminal. It took police an entire year before they finally got the break they needed, and they got it from a most unlikely source. 50 miles from where Krista Harrison was abducted, the manager of a local gas station, a woman we'll call Debbie, was doing some maintenance work outside when she was abducted at gunpoint. Don't move. Come with me. She was driven to an unknown location, and over the next several hours, her head was shaved. She was beaten, assaulted, and tortured with electricity. It was sadistic inhuman 
and no one should be out on the street after they have done what they did to me. The next morning, Debbie's attacker left her handcuffed and chained to the bed. If you try to escape, I'll kill you. I'm going out, and I won't be long. After 12 hours of captivity, still bleeding from her wounds, Debbie's enormous will to survive took over. I even thought at one point I'd have to eat my thumbs if I could. I mean, I was so desperate to, to get out because I knew he was going to kill me. Eventually, Debbie freed one of her hands from the ropes and then was able to free her ankles. This left the excruciatingly painful process of attempting to pull her remaining hand through the metal frame of the handcuff. Miraculously, she succeeded. She grabbed a bathrobe and fled. Once outside, Debbie had no idea where she was, so she turned to the only place she could think of for help. And I looked up to God, and I said, God, I need a sign. I need help. I don't know where I'm at. And a poodle barked. So I went to that house, and she was a wonderful, wonderful lady, Mrs. Smith. Mrs. Smith immediately phoned the police. She was so badly bruised, it looked like deep purple underwear that she was wearing. It was God's will. I'm a miracle as far as escaping. It was a miracle. Debbie identified the man who had kidnapped her as Robert Anthony Buell. Buell worked for the city of Akron, Ohio in the planning department, was college educated, dating a local attorney, and was a respected member of the community. Faced with the evidence against him, Buell pleaded no contest to the charge of kidnapping and rape. But police couldn't help but notice that Buell was driving a brown van similar to the one seen at Krista Harrison's abduction. Although it did not have the same bubble-shaped windows in the back the witness clearly described, Buell's van did have an orange carpet in the back. Robert Buell denied he was involved in Krista Harrison's abduction. Buell's attorney pointed out that even if the carpet in the back of Buell's van was similar to the carpet fibers found on Krista Harrison, they were not unique, since many other Ohio residents had similar carpet in their home, office, or automobiles. And even though this polyester trilobal uh, ugly orange color was pretty unique, certainly there are millions of other fibers like it in the world. This is not like a fingerprint comparison. Uh, this is not like a DNA comparison. This is not a definitive match. What else would prosecutors find out about these unusual orange fibers? Would there be another link to sew up the case? A year after the murder of 11-year-old Krista Harrison, police finally had a suspect in 43-year-old Robert Buell, an employee of the city of Akron, Ohio. He had been arrested for the kidnapping and rape of a gas station manager who escaped after 12 grueling hours of torture. And in a surprise discovery in the back of Buell's van, Investigators found orange polyester trilobal carpet similar to the fibers found 
on Krista Harrison's body. We now had the second part of the equation. We had the fibers from Krista's hair. We had the fibers from Krista's clothing. We had the fibers from the Budweiser blanket. And we now had something to compare it to, the fibers from the van. To see how rare or common this carpet was, investigators tracked the manufacture of the carpet to the J.P. Stevens Company in Canton, Ohio. Factory records indicated that this particular carpet was not a big seller because of its color. They had only ever manufactured 12,000 square yards of this carpeting. Their records also showed that of that 12,000 square yards, only 74 square yards was ever shipped to Northern Ohio. Further investigation revealed that Robert Buell had purchased two black leather van seats from Sears and Roebuck on June 30th, just three weeks before Krista's murder. The plastic bag which covered those seats, along with the cardboard shipping box, were both found with Krista Harrison's body. Robert Buell also owned a van similar to the one at Krista Harrison's abduction. It was similar but not identical, since Buell's van did not have the teardrop-shaped bubble windows the witness described. However, neighbors told police that Buell had removed the bubble-shaped side windows and installed sliding rectangular ones shortly after Krista Harrison's murder. Inside Robert Buell's home was even more evidence linking him to Krista Harrison's murder. Police discovered Robert Buell owned a pair of jeans identical in size, make, and with the same wear patterns as the discarded jeans found near Krista Harrison's body. Tiny specks of beige and blue paint also found on the discarded jeans matched the beige and blue paint samples on the walls of Robert Buell's home. Black spray paint from Buell's garage was found on the cardboard box found near Krista's body. Prosecutors believe that Buell took Krista Harrison to his home immediately following the abduction. The orange carpet fibers from the van were later found in Krista Harrison's hair. After the murder, Buell placed Krista's body in the plastic bag from one of his new van seats, then placed the body inside the cardboard shipping box that held those seats. Buell dumped the body 30 miles outside of town in a field. A little further away, Buell discarded the jeans and shirt he had been wearing. Tests on the bones indicated the body had been in extremely high temperatures for quite some time, an indication the body was in the vehicle for days before it was dumped in the field. Robert Buell never realized that the unusual orange carpet fibers from his van, along with the ability to track the plastic bag and the cardboard box, would be his undoing. On April 4, 1984, a jury found Robert Anthony Buell guilty of the kidnapping, sexual assault, and murder of 11-year-old Krista Lee Harrison and sentenced him to death in the electric chair. Herman Ray Rucker, the man convicted of Tina Harmon's murder, won a new trial since the same orange trilobal carpet fibers were discovered at that crime scene. Rucker was later acquitted. 
Prosecutors believe that Robert Buell may have been involved in Tina Harmon's murder. Robert Buell denies this, and no charges have been filed. Investigators agree that if it hadn't been for Debbie's courage, perseverance, and will to survive, Robert Buell might never have been apprehended. I have to believe that Krista's watching, watching us, all of us, and maybe she was the angel that helped me, you know? And I'm sure she knows he can't hurt another person, another child, ever. I knew that when I first saw the fibers on the victim, they had a potential to be very important. And they turned out to be a very definitive link between this individual and Krista Harrison. This case was built on scientific evidence, and the fiber evidence was the scientific evidence that allowed the jury to find Buell guilty of killing Krista Harrison and impose the death penalty for that crime.